Hey, it's Serena, and I haven't talked to you in forever. Uh, the last podcast episode I recorded was in January, and it is now almost October. So definitely a long time no listen. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm back again, and I've said those words so many times. Um, but lately, I've been really having the craving to start this podcast up again to keep recording semi-filtered with Serena, um, maybe to change the tone a little bit, um, to have more concentrated podcasts with specific topics, with some guests, um, with a more formal tone and a philosophical, uh, leaning podcast. I think that would be really fun. Um, so this is the first episode back. Hey, it's Serena, and I haven't talked to you in forever. Uh, the last podcast episode I recorded was in January, and it is now almost October. So definitely a long time no listen. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm back again, and I've said those words so many times. Um, but lately, I've been really having the craving to start this podcast up again, to keep recording semi-filtered with Serena, um, maybe to change the tone a little bit, um, to have more concentrated podcasts with specific topics, with some guests, um, with a more formal tone and a philosophical, uh, leaning podcast. I think that would be really fun. So this is the first episode back. When I say so much has changed, so much has changed, and I can't even tell you how much has changed. It's so much has changed. So, so much. Um, to start off, my dad passed away, and um, my whole life has been flipped upside down, completely turned around, a whole 180, and uh, to say that I'm a new person is is such an understatement in itself and quite insulting. Um <laughs> Anyway, I wanted to start off this podcast, especially, you know, this new direction of my podcast, talking about grief and my new life with grief and um, whether I like to or not, grief is going to be a big part of my life and I wanted to talk about it in the first episode because it will be intertwined in some way, somehow, whether I like it or not in the following episodes because it is now a new normal of my life. Um, it is now a big process that I have to go through. Even though I don't want to go through it, I don't think I've ever met somebody that wants to go through grief. Um, but I wanted to throw in that disclaimer because, I don't know, I feel like I needed to. I don't know. Is grief depressing? It Well, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but I don't know, maybe you didn't want to listen to it. But by the, by the title of this podcast, you knew what you were clicking on. So to get started, my new life with grief is just a completely different life than I'm used to. I, it is, what I will tell you is that it is not like the movies at all. Completely not like the movies. So not like the movies. It's uh, literally insane. All right. Um, my dad passed away super suddenly um, and it was a very traumatic experience for me. Um, and I have no problem talking about it because it does not bother me talking about it. And I think it would bother me more if I didn't talk about it. Um, so this doesn't make me uncomfortable. And if it did make me uncomfortable, I would not be recording this episode right now, quite frankly. Um, so, yeah, to get into it, my dad passed away in late July. Um, 
and for the last two months I've been dealing with my new friend grief my dear old new best friend grief um and let me tell you the stages don't exist um I think when you think of grief and you think of the stages you have this thing in your mind as like it's a flight of stairs like each stage is a stair that you climb up and it's it's not I think when you think of grief in the stages and you expect to go through these stages it makes grief seem linear or more linear than it is um and especially when you go into the grieving process never have you know when you're not used to it or when you have never been in it before um you have these you weirdly have expectations where you see it in movies or you you hear other people talk about it and you're like oh that's what they went through okay so this is what I'm going to go through I'm going to go through the same things and I'm going to experience the same feelings the same thoughts the same actions and that's not true because grief is it's a mental thing it's it, it's a physical thing but it's it's a very big mental thing and not everybody thinks the same way not everybody's going to have the same mental reaction and almost the part of you wants to or wishes that you did have the same reaction so you know what to expect especially for me I hate the unexpected and this whole process of grief has been the most unexpected thing I've ever felt um but to start off I thought you know from the movies you know when you see the people in the hospital screaming and crying and wailing um you think you're like, wow, okay, that's this must be terrible. This must be a really shitty feeling. And it is. It is a very shitty feeling. But it is a feeling that cannot be described or cannot be contained in one word. Um, but I didn't scream and cry and wail. I didn't do that. My grief has been very, very quiet. Um, it, it, my grief comes to me in the, the quiet hours of the night, um, not in the middle of the day. Um, and it's such a weird feeling. Like when I saw grief on movies, you know, people didn't get out of bed and every day was gray and every thing they did didn't feel the same. And it kind of feels like that, but not exactly. My, when I talk about grief, I'm only talking about it through my perspective and even listening to it. Most people that will listen to this haven't felt grief or haven't lost somebody in the same caliber that I have and not to monopolize grief and make it just for me or not to be like oh I've only felt grief and you haven't it's more of a most people will not see the things that I saw in their life and that's just the truth most people will not have to deal with the things that I have in my life and they're very fortunate and I'm very happy for them um grief is a thing that I would never wish on anybody but to continue with my conversation about grief my grief was a very hollow feeling and I I, I think living with it it's like this shadow that will follow you it's it's like the shadow from Peter Pan but it's not a good thing well I can't even remember if the shadow from Peter Pan is a good thing or not um but it's like the shadow that you can't get rid of no matter if you turn on the lights or turn it off grief is like it's so hard to pin it to one thing it's it's like having a lamp on in your kitchen and you turn it off, you leave your kitchen, you go back to your kitchen, and the lamp's on again. And you're like, I turned the lamp off. And no matter how many times you turn off the lamp, you keep walking back into your kitchen, and the damn light is still on. You can't turn it off. You unplug the lamp, the light bulb's still on, it's still glowing, and it's still there. 
whether you want the darkness or whether you want the light. And that's tough. And I think everybody that goes through grief would agree that you just want to throw it away. And you can't. But I think there, you know, uh, I've gone through the absolute darkest time of my life. But I think there is definitely some silver linings and definitely some light in it. Uh, Even in the first couple of days following my dad's passing, I was so excited for this to end in the way that I was so excited to see how I grew. Or I'm so excited to see how I grow following this event in my life. I'm excited to see myself mature and to one day find the good in this situation. Um, And I think even now, going through this process, there is a lot of good. There is a lot of good. The main good out of this is that I've spent 18 years with my dad. Some people get zero, some people get five, some people get 15, and I have 18. And some people get more, some people get 60, some people get 35, you know. Um, But for me to have 18 is still a privilege. It's still something to be happy about. It's still something to smile about and laugh about. Me and my father were so, so incredibly close. My dad was my best friend in the entire world and so many people say that but I truly believe me and my dad had a we there is nobody that had a more genuine friendship with their dad like me and my dad had me and my my well my dad and I to be grammatically correct we we traveled everywhere we laughed together we had the same exact humor we enjoyed being in each other's company my dad was just my best friend and there's really no uh there's nobody like my dad for the person that he was but also the relationship to me um but I'm so grateful for the life my dad gave me and for the life he provided for me in the 18 years I I've done more things than people will do in their whole entire life I've seen so much of the world I've learned so many experiences through him. I've learned so many valuable lessons through him. Um, My dad was not afraid to show me the world. Um, And I was his daughter, but he treated me like his best friend. And also, you know, this adult, he never doubted me for a second. Whenever I said I wanted to do something, he never questioned me. He never, it made me feel like I couldn't do it. And even in these weirdest of times, my dad would say he's like proud of me and I didn't even do anything I would go get a coffee from across the street before I go to school I'd text him hey I got to school and he's like I'm so proud of you and I never understood it I never got it you know and I don't think I will get it until maybe I have a kid of my own but my dad was so unbelievably proud of me in the weirdest of ways and in during the times where I thought I there was nothing to be proud of my dad always showed that he was proud of me and my dad was so outwardly loving towards me he showed me the most affection I've ever felt in my entire life um and he gave me something to miss he gave me a life to miss and to say I miss my old life is the biggest understatement I'll probably ever say and dealing with this new normal the one thing I want to do more of is just admire my old life rather than miss it And it's okay to miss my old life. It was my old life and it changed so suddenly and I didn't have time to let it go. But I want to focus more of my energy on celebrating the life before, celebrating my dad's life, celebrating the life we created together. 
or that we had together instead of just pitying myself and being like, oh, I miss it, I miss it, I miss it. I do miss it, but I did love it. And I loved that life that I had. And the rest of my life from here on out will be lived in my dad's memory. It will be lived to the fullest to, you know, like my dad lived his life. And I'm super excited for that. Um, but also it's it's just a weird feeling that the the place of my dad has been, re- you know, replaced with this ultimate all-consuming feeling of grief where this light where this light used to be where my father my father's presence used to be is now this feeling that is not erased that can't be erased it's this feeling that makes me happy it's this feeling that makes me incredibly sad and lonely and depressed and it's it's so weird because you don't want it and nobody wants grief I mean who would want to sit and grieve instead of be happy? But I don't think grief is purely negative. I don't think it has solely negative connotations. I think grief can be this beautiful thing where it makes you think about your life and how precious it is and how much you take for granted and how much you need to live your life. When, you know, when you're when you think you're going to see somebody every day and then that whole notion is completely taken away from you. You view your life so differently. I never expected my dad to pass away when he did. I never expected to not hear his voice again. I never expected to that our last picture that we took together was our last picture that we would have taken together. Um, and it makes you want to savor every single moment. You know, every time I hang out with my friends, I'm like, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad to be hanging out with my friends. And I want to make every moment count. And I want to make every moment last. And, <coughs> and um, you know, through this grief has been this very enlightening, eye-opening experience. And I'm not even through this whole grieving process. It's been... 60 days and according to science it takes 90 days to go through the process you know that's according to science not according to me um so I have 30 more days according to science to be a complete hot mess of a person while I go through this but I have the rest of my life to live with it um and that's crazy that's crazy to think that this feeling will always be around you know it will probably lighten up I'll probably have more happy thoughts than negative thoughts in one day, and I'm super excited to feel like that. But living with this new friend that never leaves me the hell alone, it's so exhausting. It's so tiring. You wake up and you're tired as if it's 8 p.m. at night, like you've gone through a full day of work. It's it's like you look in the mirror and you see this person that's just a shell of you. I'm like, who is this carcass in the mirror, you know? Um, and that's such a tough feeling because I feel like my brain doesn't match all the time where I'm like, oh, I want to be happy, but I can't feel happy or I want to do these activities and these activities don't feel the same. For a while following my dad's passing, I didn't want to wear the same clothes. I didn't listen to any of the music I used to listen to. I didn't want to do anything that I usually did. And that feeling sucked. It completely sucked. It, it felt so weird. Why don't I want to do this anymore? Why doesn't this make me happy anymore? Why can't I go to the store? Why can't I go out and do fun things and not feel the same pleasure I did before? You know, and I feel like slowly I've gained some of that back. Slowly 
I want I I'm listening to the old music I used to listen to I'm going to do things with my friends I'm going you know to places and it's it's been fun but losing this piece of yourself and not being able to hold on to it whether you like to or not is so it's so hard it is so hard and I hate to be the person that's like I wouldn't wish it on anyone but I wouldn't want anybody to feel this feeling and this feeling is inevitable people are going to feel it you're going to feel it you're going to go through this it's just unfortunate that I have to go through it before everybody else is you know and it's hard to talk to people and they don't understand this feeling or they don't understand what it's like to lose their parent or they don't understand what it's like to lose anybody and that's a very isolating feeling And for a while it made me upset. Like, I just want people to understand how I feel. I wish people understood, like, fully understood where I was coming from and this feeling I felt. And you kind of just want to scream at the sky. You're like, why can't anybody understand me? Why doesn't anybody know what I'm going through? Um, And it's isolating and it's lonely and it's dark. But you, you, no matter how much you wish people understood you, you really don't. Because this feeling is hurt. It hurts. And it's lonely and it's sad and you don't want people to feel like that. You just want to feel understood in a way that nobody can understand you right now. Um, So that was a really big feeling that I felt for a while. Um, And then I recently started going to counseling. And I would recommend counseling for anybody who has who has had a major traumatic event happen or who just feels the need to talk to somebody it's counseling is a great outlet to talk about your feelings how you feel what's going on in your mind um and just for somebody to be an outlet for you um since going to counseling I have seen so much improvement in my mental health and I walk out of the counselor's office and I just feel better. And it's not this feeling where I know that I'm completely okay, but it's this feeling where I'm I'm getting there. I'm inching towards this goal of, you know, getting through this process. And you know, you know, no matter what science says, it might this process might take 100 days, it might take 3 years of my life, it might take the rest of my life to get through it. But to wake up every day and feel a little bit better about it is the primary goal. It is, it's primarily the goal. I don't know if I said that right. Um, so, yeah, grief is, grief is just weird. It's so weird. And you're like, it just brings out all these emotions you never knew that you could think or that you could feel or that, you know, it feels like your brain is seized up by this all-consuming feeling and then when in those moments when you don't have grief or when you don't feel unexplainably sad for once, you're like, hmm, maybe this is the light. Maybe this is the light in the darkness. And from what I can tell you, I'm in the middle of grief right now, but there is there is so much light. There is so much light to look towards. Um, you know, no matter how bright that light is, there's so many things to be grateful for. Um and I think my dad's passing has really made me think about all the things I'm grateful for, all the family that I have still, um, all the family on his side that share so many similar qualities of my dad I love. 
interacting with them and hanging out with them and seeing my dad, little pieces of my dad and each one of them. It's, it's really nice. And getting, you know, this whole situation has brought me a really close to my mom. Um, and I loved getting closer to her and getting closer to her every day. Um, and it's, the situation has made me hang out with my friends more and I love hanging out with my friends and, and I've, I've done a lot of fun things with my friends since the passing of my dad. So my life hasn't been all negative. It hasn't all been in the dark. There's a couple light bulbs that have been turned on and this light bulb of grief that never will turn off. Um, that might turn off, that might not turn off, but for now it's still on. But I have, you know, it's about learning how to keep other lamps on in the house. It's about learning how to cope and how to let go and how to, how to unfortunately sleep with the lights on sometimes. Um, to be metaphorical, I have no idea if that made sense. Um, but grief is my new best friend. It is this best friend I didn't ask for. It's this best friend that makes itself comfortable in my house. It barges through the door, sleeps on my couch, eats all my food, um, trashes the place, and I'm left to clean it up. It's the roommate that I never wanted to have, and they definitely don't pay rent for as much as they consume my mind, which is quite unfortunate. Um, <laughs> but uh, grief is all not, it's, it's, it's not all that bad. And it's weird to say, because I'm like, it's going through, but it's it's not a purely negative thing. It's it's something that I can live through, that I can get through, and that I want to get through. But it's it's going to be around for a while. So I wanted to start out this episode by talking about grief, by talking about my experience with grief, um, because it will affect every episode from here on out. It will be intertwined in some way, somehow whether I want it to or not, into every episode because grief is now this light on in my house that, you know, is not going to be able to be turned off for a while. Um, so that is the end of this first episode. I, I originally had this scripted. I had a whole script out and then I read it. I recorded it twice and then I sounded like a robot. I sounded like a Geico commercial. And I was like, I don't want to do that. So then I went off the cuff and I basically talked about everything I talked about in my script, but now it sounds more like me. Um, before I didn't sound like myself and I thought that was weird. But I hope this is, I think this is more polished than my last episode, like by my previous episodes. Although way less funny. It is still me, but in a different way. And with this podcast, I wanted to show um, a new side of me. Now, maybe not new, but just a different side. A more philosophical, a more serious side. Um, and I'm so excited for the next podcast episodes. Um, I don't know if any of you are familiar with John Green's podcast that has just recently ended the uh, called The Anthropocene Reviewed. Um, and it's where every episode he talks about a new topic, uh, does a little research, talks about the research, and then gives it a review. So I'll be doing the same system for my next episodes. Don't copyright me, I swear. It's just fun. I'm doing this for fun. Um... So yeah, but for now, I will be giving my new friend Grief a rating of four out of five stars for this friend who I now have to live with, who I might not like all the time, but who fortunately is not all that bad most times. This was fun. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed listening to this. 
I don't know when I'm going to see you again, but I hope it's sometime soon. Thank you for listening. I'll see you later.